Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Man, you guys are doing so awesome in this thing because this this isn't easy. I mean, it's this is not easy because listen, you gotta start getting, you gotta start, just take your time. I'm just talking. You got to start understanding that vision is so important because vision really does create the picture that you see in life. Now, I want you to see this now, okay? Really important. We're going to go step by step by step by step, okay? Because vision, vision is in sight. They're two different things. Sight sees what has already been created. Vision sees the impossible. Okay, so just as we go, we're going to be in the vision thing, and we're going to we're going to make, we're going to we're going to clarify the blurry world we're in, and everybody going to get ready. Just take your time. Stuff's moving around. Don't worry about it. Get your phone out. Take some good notes. You guys are doing great. So vision, you got to understand this. Everybody could see, but not everybody sees where they're going, because vision shows you a different road than sight. It's two different things. Here's why: because sight really came in with the fall. But vision was here before man ever fell. That's why when man gets exposed to sin, he sees himself different than he ever seen himself before. I'm naked. Something's got to cover me. That's sight. Vision sees the impossible. When he told the spies, go spy out the land, he was expecting them to see the impossible or what was seen to be invisible, but it needed to be reality for them. But they only saw what was seen, and that's sight. Does that make sense? A lot of people living in what they see not seeing with because a lot of people live in memory. Memory just shows me the repeat of the past. Imagination shows me what we could create and be. Imagination is important. It's where you create thoughts. It was so powerful that they said they're going to build the bridge from earth to heaven, and they thought it was stupid. But God came out of heaven and messed up the languages of the earth because He said if they put their mind to it, they get in one accord. They're going to pull this thing off. So the power of vision can create anything you want to see in your life. It was an imagination of their heart, the imagination of the mind. Here's the thing you got to get, and this is going to be so good this week, okay? So just work with me. I'm going to go slow. The enemy knows, everybody get this, the enemy, I'm gonna, this ain't deep, okay? It, sound, it stretches your head because I'm making you think in a different realm. That's the only reason why, because usually in this realm, we don't think. It's okay. That's why you got me. I'm going to help you think in a realm here, and then you can take it home with you, all right? So vision sees the impossible, sight sees what's seen. So sight is really good at just looking at the situation and going, oh, that's what it is. Vision sees beyond what the natural eye can see. Okay? So we got to start seeing with new eyes. Now, before I'm going to ever get you to see the picture, I kind of want to clear up the one you got. Because the problem is before you ever start seeing, you got to have your believing in the right place. If your believing's in the wrong place, you're going to keep repeating the past. Because even though we try to give you a new image, you can't receive the image, so you reject the image, and that's what the enemy knows. Okay? Okay, so just go slow. You got to understand something. Your mind has a process. What your mind does is your mind creates whatever image you put in front of it. Proverbs 23 and 7. Just go there. Okay? You all right? We'll slow it down. We'll speed it up. We're going to be okay today. You guys are doing fantastic. You're going to renew your mind is what you're going to do. 
Most people don't want to take the renew their mind time because they're like, oh, that's how I think, and, and nothing's going to change me. Yeah, you know, because what happens is people go like this. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to really. You know, I don't think it's that important. It is important. Your life, your life, your life, your life counts on it. Is that all right? You see that scripture right there. See, the word of life's gonna. The word of life is the word of God, and the word of God will change your life forever. God said he's light. And if God's light, then he's illumination. So your spirit, your spirit is an illuminator and projects the thoughts and the intents of the mind. So really all your spirit creates is the image you put before it. So you can never be more than what you think you are. Because you'll always be trapped by what your mind can conceive about you. That's what that scripture means. So now i got to work on making sure my image of me is different than anything I've ever thought about me. So now we got to get to the place of proof. Because until we find proof, we'll never find truth. Because I'll think of what I want to think about me, but that's not good enough. Because my ways aren't his ways. And his thoughts are not my thoughts. Not because you're goofy, but because his way of seeing you is greater than you've ever seen you a day in your life. Because you just keep looking at you out of your thing. I want you to flip it and look at it through his thing. The mental picture of who you think. Well, I sinned. He took care of sin. Problem is you still got a memory of sin. That's why you keep recreating it. All right. We all do it. We'd be lying if we said we didn't. So help me. By the time we get out of here today, I'll help you. I'll help you, I'll help you shift it so you can see it. Because everybody thinks wrong with us. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What's that mean? The picture that man keeps within his mind is the picture that he'll project outside of him. Now, we understand that because the devil really gave us a tool to understand something about this when he came and attacked Adam in the garden. Because he told Adam... Basically, you are not like God, and if you want to be like God, think the way I'm telling you to think when he was already like God. So write this down. The devil has three things that he major tools that he's going to try to use against you because he understands you better than you. Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. They're coming. Why do they come? Because the enemy has no faith. He needs you to take your faith and power his lies and make it become your truth of your life. Because he has no truth. All he has is fabricated lies. He's trying to get you to take your faith and empower his lie, and now it becomes the truth of your life because now it's produced a limitation. This is what you have to understand. I'm going to give you this. Write this down. Vision has no limitation or natural barriers. Vision has no limitation or natural barriers. It has superseded time, and it has no laws to govern it except the word of God. Because that's where vision's found. Vision's not found with your eyes. Vision's found in this book. 
Vision is not found in your eyes. Sight is found in your eyes. Vision is found in that book. It'll let you see like you've never seen before. So vision is totally different than what your natural eye could see because your natural eye that sees has limitation. It's been corrupted by the fall of man. Vision has not been corrupted by the fall of man. It supersedes the fall of man because vision has no boundaries by time. Sight has been bound by time because when fall came in, everything went in a time clock. It's not that deep. Let me just help you. What am I trying to get you to see? Once you start seeing through vision eyes, there's nothing that's going to be impossible for you. Because it supersedes what reality says. Because it don't make no sense. <laughs> you walk in, doctor says you're going to die. Say, I see something you don't see, bro. You walk in, they say you broke. Say, I don't see what you see. You walk in, you see this, say, I don't see it how you see it, man. Well, you're, you know, you're not being realistic. You're darn right I'm not. I don't need to get realistic because if I get realistic, I'm going to become pre-existing. <laughs> I don't want to be pre-existing. I want to stick around. So I'm going to see it the way I say it and not roll with you, bro. Sorry. Well, you know, brother, you better use wisdom. I am. Now, I love people's fake wisdom talk to you because they don't have no faith and try to corrupt you with your unbelief. Well, you better use wisdom. Wisdom's your excuse not to walk in faith. Or I'm going, wisdom has led me, but now insanity is all around me. Because once you start getting supernatural, natural starts getting crazy. Now, I told them on Wednesday, you got, brother, follow after peace. Every single thing I did for God was chaos in a storm. How are you going to find peace in the middle of this mess? I don't need no peace. I need sanity just to make it to tomorrow. Because let me tell you why. Because, look, the storm doesn't stop until you get back in the boat. It's once you get out on the water, it starts getting stormy. I told them Wednesday, you know what I said? Jesus will say, come. That joker forgot to tell me I got to stay out there on my faith now. Come out on the water, son. Oh, thanks, God. Praise the Lord, Jesus. Now you're out here, and now you got to like sitting out where you at. Uh, now it's up to you to stay here. It's called maintain with your own faith now. Well, it's not fully developed yet. I know. Just don't drown. <laughs> oh, he out you. That's how you grow in it. You get out in the middle of it. Now, he, oh, it's all cute when he says come, ain't it? Lord, is that you or is it a ghost? Ooh. Right? Shall we? Biddest thou me Come. Come on, beloved. Come, my beloved. My beloved is mine. Come. And you're out there, and it's like, excuse my friends, but all hell's breaking loose. Don't look like none of this stuff's working. And you're out there in the middle of nowhere hanging on. Uh, and then heaven gets quiet. Ain't this great? Hey, uh, Jesus, uh, you think you should do something right around now? Don't you care we're drowning? Why are you waking me up? Let me sleep. Uh, because when you're in a boat and the water is not in the ocean anymore, it's in the boat, that means we're sinking. I don't know that much about fishing, but I know the water is not supposed to be in the boat. You know what I'm saying? I know the water is supposed to be outside the boat, not in the boat, because if there's water in the boat, that means we got a problem. Big problem when we're swashing around in it and you're still asleep. Don't you care we perish? I don't know, Jesus wake up with a different zone. Can you see the level of vision the man has? 
They just had sight. The boat is sinking. There's water in the boat. Jesus said, I don't care about nothing about that. I don't see that. That's why what I, remember this, what I don't see, I am not affected by. The only thing that's affecting you is what you're seeing. Start seeing a different picture. It won't be affecting you no more. You see it? We're drowning. Jesus. Hey, Jesus, get up. We're drowning. Wake up. Wake up. Jesus get up like he don't even know what's going on. Like, Jesus, are you stoned or something, bro? <laughs> You're like, swish, swish. Can you imagine in the boat? Swish, swish, swish. Jesus, save us. What's the matter? Why do you wake me up? Uh, there's water in the boat, bro. Don't you hear? Don't you see it? I don't see what you see. Well, Jesus, right around now, I think you should see what we see because we're going to drown. Can you see it the way I'm seeing it? No, I see it different. I see a different picture than you see. That's why I'm not affected by what is seen because I know that, see, he's, he's always work. See, here's the thing. Jesus is always working with an e- e- eternal material, not a temporal situation. That's why I knew. He said, I could change temporal around. That's how faith works. We're going to look at those scriptures today. Faith don't care about temporal. Faith don't care about temporal. I could change that. I got a higher substance. You know what Jesus is thinking? Bro, bro, if God's got to put wings on this thing and fly us out of here, trust me, we're getting out. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he'll do it. See, he's working by faith like you got to work by faith. He ain't just walking around like God just doing magic tricks. You understand what I'm saying? I hit you with that so you get it. Oh, he's God. No, no, no. He had to be a man with God in him, just like you're a man and woman with God in you in the earth. You get the same thing done. He had to know. He had to live by faith. You think he knew everything? Get out of here. He didn't know everything that was going to happen the way it was going to happen. There ain't no way. Wouldn't take no faith. And God ain't going to let him do things with no faith. You understand what I'm saying? He had to trust. What's going to happen in your life when you trust the God that sent you to the earth? Woo! What's going to happen when you stop doubting what he could do and doubting what he can be in your life and you just trust God with everything you got and steer into him and say, Jesus, ride or die, but praise be to God. We going out on top. Amen. We going to stay on this day. I want to walk on water. I want to dance in the clouds. Come on, man. I'm tired of living this status quo life. I want more of what you got for me. And if faith takes me out in waters I ain't never been before, guess what? I don't care. I'm not going to sink, because as long as I got your name in my mouth and your presence in my heart, if God be for me, who in the world could be against me? Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I want to do that, Pastor, because when then sit down here long enough till you're ready to stand up and shout. I load you up till you're ready to run. Problem is this, you know, it's like this. Oh, you know, and then you get all, and don't get mad at people that get mad at you having a dream. It was funny. I thought of something this morning, and I think it was for you guys. So I gave it to 9 o'clock. It was right on. Might not be for you, but whatever. See, people that get mad about your dream, theirs already died. That's why they're mad at you. It's a God's honest truth because, Johnny, you know what it is? They don't want to try no more, so they see you trying and knowing you're going somewhere, and they get ticked off at you because you still kept yours, but they died to theirs. And all they got, they got is disappointment. That's why they, you, ever, you ever see people that trying something new every three days? Something new every three days. They're trying something new every three days. They're just trapped in their own chaos inside themselves. You want to know why? Dreams take work. See, write this down. Vision is going to create pain. 
Oh, yeah, vision creates pain. Yeah, go get, you don't believe it? Go, go get yourself a budget. Vision, that thing will create pain. Can't do that today. Man, I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Go, you know, you know, hey, you know why you lose weight? Some of you, you went, on, you went in the closet and said, those pants don't fit no more. Vision created that diet, not your desire to lose weight. You didn't know that? You went in there and said, well, this dress is a little tight. <laughs> Come on, man. Vision, vision creates restraint. Remember we talked about that? That's why it's so important to go to church. See, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish or they cast off restraint. Vision creates discipline. Discipline does not create discipline. Discipline for discipline's sake does not show up. Discipline shows up when vision is first. Vision first, then habit is formed, then discipline from habits become a creative lifestyle for you. It happened with sight. It didn't happen with discipline. Vision, you have to see yourself there. Wherever you don't see yourself, you won't train to get there. Wherever you don't see yourself, you won't believe you can get there, so you never do the work. You'll never create the pain. Vision creates pain because now vision has told me. Vision's easy. Your life can go autopilot. You want to know why people get in trouble? They have no vision. Vision tells you where to go. Vision tells you how long you could stay. Vision tells you who you can hang out with. Vision does. See, the system tells you where you can be. and Why? Because vision tells me who I can be friends with. Well, you have no vision. You hang around with a bunch of ding-dongs. Because you think you got to leave ding-dongs in your life because you think you're a ding-dong. You show me who you hang out with, I'll show you who you think you are. Thank you. Did you get that? Did you see that? Did you see that? Because who you hang out with is who you think you are. Oh, look at all these stupid people I hang around with. Yep. You said it. I'm not being mean, guys. It's just what it is. They're talking goofy, and you right there with goofy. Maybe you goofy. Vision tells me where I can go. Well, we going to party tonight. I don't party. I got to get up. See what I'm saying? You, wh- where did you get restrained? See, everybody thinks, see, God does not govern you through discipline. God governs you through this vision. God does not govern you through discipline. You know what he does? Think about how he saved you. He says, look at who you are in me. He wants you to get an image of who you are in him, and that makes you change. Not the disciplines of do's and don'ts. See how great I made you. See how wonderful I made you. See how good. Now you go, oh, my God, God's so good. I don't want to be anywhere that God isn't at because guess what? He made me this, not qualifying me based upon my qualifications, but qualifying me based upon my position in him. So, therefore, why would I want to be somewhere that I don't need to be? It's too good being in God. If he thinks of me this highly, why don't I think of myself as highly as he thinks about me? And now it's just elevated your game, and it's elevating where you can go, how long you can stay. You see this? All right, keep going. I know you like it, right? Look at this. Well, it's so important. What's so important? Romans 12, 1 and 2. You got to start renewing your mind. Now, listen to me. If you don't renew your mind, your mind, now remember this. I got I to gotta show you this. See, you got to understand something about this. Light is in man, and light creates an image. And if you don't understand that the light was the life of man, what happens is this. You don't understand how it happens. And if you don't understand how it happens, because it says this. It says, uh, Jesus is light. Okay, and here's what happens. The illumination inside of you projects the image of how you see you and then puts the, who's going to get this? Your spirit, your spirit is, is the light and the illumination. Your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions are the slides you put in front of the light. Whatever slide you got in front of the light are the actions that take place. 
Let me do it over here so you can see it. Okay? So here's what happens. And in man was life, and the life, the zoe, was the light of man. This is illuminated. This light's on all the time. The brightness of your spirit, man, is this. Light is life, okay? You understand what that means? So you're a human projector. Now, guess what? Here's your slideshow. Mind, will, emotions. Here's your body. He's neutral. She's neutral. You put the image here, and light illuminates the projector. But I thought it was a thought. No, the thoughts are caught here. But guess what? As a man thinketh in his heart, spirit, so is he. So if you think broke... Light shoots through broke and lets you talk like a broke person. It's not really words, guys. It's vision before it ever becomes words. Are you seeing this? Look, you don't think dog. Remember I told you this, D-O-G? What do you think of? You're a dog. You see a picture. Everything's a picture. Prosperity. You think money? You think prosperity is M-O-N-E-Y? No. You see a picture of prosperity. You think peace is P-E-A-C? No. Peace is an image of you seeing something. Are you here? Health is H-E-A. Come on. Oh, health. I'm healthy. I'm H-E-A-L-T-H-Y. Healthy. No, health has an image. Health has a bodily feel. When your body feels something different, you know something's out of place. You're like, hey, something ain't right. What are you doing? You're searching. Why? Because it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel. So what is here? Thoughts, ideas, suggestions. The enemy knows if I get the wrong thinking going here, I put the light on. No, he put the light on God. The light's on all the time. It's how open to you are, are you to light to figure out what's going to shine through. Oh, Jesus said, go down there to the land flowing with milk and honey and see the land I gave you. Okay, we come back. Hey, we're grasshoppers. They didn't say jack to the enemy. The enemy said what? You are like grasshoppers in our sight. What's that mean? What they thought projected an image on the outside of what everybody else seen. Oh, ain't that something? Isn't that a law? It's a law of the spirit. So I got to work on your thinking before I ever do anything else because you're going to project the things you think more than you're going to project the things you know. Knowing is the one thing. Believing it about yourself is the key. So I got to change your thinker. How do I do that? I beseech you there from brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. Oh, ain't that funny? It's got to come living. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to come. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to learn. I don't want to do that. All right, do what you want to do. It ain't gonna work out. And the problem is this. Here's the thing. Well, I want to go to church. I like. I just want you to tell me how great everything is. That's great. Go think everything's great. See, let me explain something to you about people. Can I explain something to you? Pretty much none of you have really faced temptation yet. Not a real one yet. When you face a real one, the little, little ones, yeah. Because no, you mostly can't handle it. Because you didn't train to handle it yet. And God's never going to put you before something you can't handle. But when you really start pushing, you're going to start facing some stuff. And an unrenewed mind is the most dangerous thing you got. So you educate yourself. And church shouldn't be just like, hey, church should be an educational process. Because you got to start renewing your mind now. Jesus did it. I want to show you how Jesus did it before we leave. Okay? I'm not picking on you. I love you. I'm telling you the truth about life. I got to put the work in. Now, I know you can't be doing this every day, all day long. But you got to start. Remember I taught you how to meditate? Greater, right? Greater is he that's in me than he. It's like this. If this was the word, right? If this was the word greater, it says reserved. 
right? But if this was greater, you're doing like this. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So this is how you meditate. You go like this. Greater, pick it up. Greater, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Great, great, greater, great. Greater is he. So God's bigger than all our problems. You're meditating. Greater is he than it's in me than he that's in the world. Greater. I'm seated in the, now watch I'm seated in heavenly places far above all principalities. It's hitting me. Great, greater. When you put great, greater is he that's, greater is he that's in, he's in me. Now why am I doing this? He's in me. It's how you meditate. Gives you, meditation gives you God consciousness of God living in you. Because all the time we like this. He ain't in the sky. He's in you. Moved out of heaven and lived in me. Greater is he that's in me. He's in, he's in me. In me? Know ye not that your body? Now all scripture, know ye not that your body is a temple of the living God? Wait a minute. Why am I doing all this? He's in me. Now I'm saying reverence God. We understand it. But God lives in me. Know ye not that your body is the kingdom of heaven is here? Then? Thank you, Lord. Now I'm starting to get strong. Why am I getting strong? Because greater is he that's in me. He's in me right now. He's in me in this situation. He's in me in the storms of life. He's in me in the battles. Come on, you see it? In me. Then what? Then he that's in the world. Oh, that's the devil. Far above all principality and power. Come on, see it? See it? The spirit of God. So you start meditating, it starts producing. Meditation produces God consciousness, which leads to transformation, because transformation takes place after you have God consciousness within you. That's what you got to work on. I'm not saying you can work on it 20 hours a week, but you got to work on it a little bit daily to start meditating. Otherwise, what do I do? I respond out of my emotions, and my emotions cannot change anything. Because what does it say in spiritual things? It says this battle is not 2 Corinthians 10. This, you don't have to go there. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, this battle is not flesh and blood, but it's a battle of the spirit. And it's not a flesh and blood battle that you win with flesh and blood, but you win it in the spirit, casting down imaginations, ain't that funny, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into obedience every thought, take it captive, discipline it, teach it what to do, you got to teach your mind what to do, are you saying to me, yeah, because watch this, everybody is not safe until you're taught the word of God, because moral conviction is what we all used to govern ourselves with, but now there's a new standard of governing, it's called the word of God, that's this, when I was a kid, she took me shopping one time, my mom, I stole something. I was a kid. I walked by. I picked it up. She smacked me in the head, and she made me go bring it back. She's a good mama, right? She said, number one, you're not supposed to steal. I remember, I don't know if you hit me or whatever. You probably hit me. You probably hit me too much, but it's okay. I'm not resentful. And then, uh, she probably didn't hit me enough. So, but she made me bring it back. Hello? She made me bring it back, and I had to say, hey, I took this thing, whatever it was, right there, and I felt like a juge, and I never did it again, right? Right? Because right? your mom and dad told me. Now, some of you, your parents stole. You just lived up like a thief. Hello? Now, stop. That's okay. That's what you grew up in. You understand what I'm saying? We did stuff that probably you didn't do. You had a moral understanding of what you were supposed to do, do's and don'ts in life. Is that okay? Everybody has that kind of background, right? When we come into kingdom, guess what? All deals are off. The Bible says, let him that steals, steal no more. Rather, let him work and labor with his hands. Now, everybody got a standard called Jesus standard. Nobody steals. All you thieves better repent before you leave the building. You're going to go get in trouble. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Now, my standard isn't based on me. Your standard ain't based on you. Your, it's all equal. It's in the word. And now I got to teach myself love. How many of you were professional unforgivers? 
know what I'm saying? 1973, you got me mad? It's like 2019, honey. No, I'm still mad. I'm offended. Right? And they still mad 35, 40 years later. 48 years later, somebody's still ticked off about something stupid. Don't even know what they're mad about. Hello? Now you say, well, you hurt me. Jesus said, they hurt me, but I forgave them. Now you got to forgive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whole new standard of thought. Whole new standard of morality. Whole new standard of life. You see it? You see it? You got to teach your mind what the Bible says. Well, I don't believe. That's because you stiff-necked and prideful. I don't read it like that. That's because you can't read right. Oh, don't worry. I'm hitting some atmospheres. It's okay. I've been doing this a lot longer. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to believe what I want to believe. That's because you got pride. And pride will kill you. So what I'm saying, now watch this. That's why Jesus brought that little kid. Remember, oh, little boy, bring the little boy. Remember that? Remember that story? He had the little boy. It was cute. Oh, little boy. Bring the little boy. Jesus said, you want to be great in the kingdom, be like that little kid. Because little children are innocent. No, little children are full of evil. Wake up. Oh, you don't like that? It's true. It says the heart of rebellion is in the child. You got to correct it to get it out of them. They're bored in sin. Wake up. I'm not going there, though. Don't go there. But you know what I'm saying? He wasn't pulling that little kid up here. Take it easy. I'm not talking about your little love bug you got there. You understand what I'm saying? But they are. You ever go, come on, you don't believe little kids? Little kids are wired. I hate you. Give me that. They're mean. They got to correct them. You got to help them, govern them. They're not evil like evil like vicious. Come on, what's the matter with you people? The little kids are cute. You know what I'm saying? But they're rough. Go go to that daycare. Watch them fight over a toy. They'll knock you out, bro. It's cute and all that stuff, but you better give Johnny his little toy or Johnny's going to suplex you. All right, so stay with me, right? So why did Jesus put that little child up there? It wasn't because he was innocent, but it was because he was humble. He said, go up there. He said, get up there, little kid. Little kid, look, see his little kid? Bid this to me to come. Comes. I did it in here with the kid, remember? I didn't even know the kid. I said, come, come here, you. I've never seen a kid a day in my life. Put him up on the pulpit. Looked at his mom, said it was okay. Followed me everywhere I went. You don't even know me. I know it's kind of like a pressure situation, but what is it? There's, there's, a, there's a humbleness. There's a humbleness not to have an opinion, but a humbleness to follow. He didn't push it. Why are we going? Where are we going? He just went. That's what people, adults, you got problems with. Why I got to do this? Why I got to do that? I don't know if that's what it says. I'm telling you, don't get stiff with God. I'm not saying you are, but are you understand me? Because well, I don't have to, no, there's no exemption. Are you seeing it? Well, I'm going to follow only when it's convenient. You're going to be in trouble before you start. Is that okay? Did you pull that in? You needed to hear that. I don't know why. I didn't say that in the first service. It's probably all you guys. Right? Listen. Here you go, right? You know where it says, without a vision, the people perish? You want to know why? Without a vision, the people perish because they cast off restraint. The full essence of that statement implies this. Where there's no revelation of the future, people throw off self-control. People that don't have this self-control, they don't have personal discipline or restraint, is simply put like this. Vision is the source of personal and corporate discipline. Where there's no revelation of the future, you cast it off. Because they can't see a future to go to. So why should I prepare today for a future I cannot see? Because if you don't see the future, you don't care what you do in the present. 
You don't care about your present because your present doesn't have that much consequences because I don't see no future for me. So until you start seeing a future for you, you don't really care what you do tomorrow. Most people got to battle tomorrow whether they're going to get up. I don't. Vision's already told me get up. That's when you start winning. Because I, I, there's a lot of stuff, they start becoming non-negotiables. I don't even have to think about. A lot of people got a war and a turmoil with themselves because they, they, they're, they're creating a place of no vision. So now they don't know. They have too many decisions to make, the decisions that should have already been made by vision. Vision should have already made your decision whether you're going to get up tomorrow. The only reason why you're not going to get up and go do is because you didn't see yourself there. So once vision gets picked up, guess what? Discipline kicks in. Okay? So now we're going to show you how to transform. Because if you don't know how to transform through the renewing of your mind, you won't know how to do it. Let me give you a couple of scriptures just to help you. Everybody okay? You all right? Look, before I give you the first one, write this down. What you focus on must change with the seasons of life. What you focus on must change with your seasons of life. Some seasons you're going to focus on stuff you're not going to focus on the next season. Be disciplined to focus on what you need to focus on when you need to focus on it. That makes sense? Okay, I'll show it to you, right? Um, one of the kids starts acting up a little bit more nor- un- abnormal than the other one. You got a different focus. Marriage is starting to go through some turmoil. You got to start. By- you have to start getting intentional with focus and vision in certain areas. Otherwise, things are going to come out from under you, and you're going to lose control of what you need to be in control of. God's in control of everything, but God's giving you kind of like some things that you need to be focusing on to make it better. Once you become intentional in your marriage, your marriage is going to become better. Once you be, so you say, relationships, intentional. That's all vision. Because everybody sees, but not everybody sees where they're going. So once you start focusing on that marriage and you start looking at some stuff, you'll start becoming intentional in your marriage. Once you start focusing on those kids, you say, right now, I don't have none of that. Yeah, you do. You got friends. You got a life. And you got a spiritual life you're in right now you need to be focusing on. Are you seeing it? You're saying your relationship with God. How about that one? i got to start getting clear vision with my relationship with God because i got too much up and down with God. And my up and down with God has got to disappear and dissipate because now i got to be na- making strides to go greater in God. So I don't care where you are. Everybody can work on vision. It's just seeing clear. How do you see clear? Well, Easy you got to just start making sure you give your head enough time to meditate on God. Whatever you don't think about, you won't do. So you have to make yourself find some time to do that. Why is that so important? I'm going to show you what Jesus did. Jesus had to do it. Can I, see, can I show you a scripture? 2 Corinthians 3.18. Are you okay? I'm going to show you two scriptures. Then I'm going to read this thing to you. I want to let you go. I'm giving you a lot. You okay with this? Did you get it? You all right with this? You know what I'm saying? Now you got to pull this in now. So what am I saying? you got to start giving yourself time and attention to focus. Otherwise, what will happen is you're not going to focus on where you need to focus. And the next thing you know, you're going to lose intentionality in the arena you need to have it. Most people walk around aimless. You have to design your life. Otherwise, you'll live by default. So you have to design it. But we all with open face, beholding as a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed in the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, go back to the first part of that. I want you to see that. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. What's he saying? He said the word of God's like a mirror, and it'll show you a reflection of who you are. Are changed into the same image. So where does he saying? He's saying you're changed into the image of what you see. Read it. 
Whatever you see is the image you're being changed into. But we all with open face, beholding as a glass in the glory as a glass in the glory of the Lord, are what? Changed in the same image. So let me say something to you. If you're looking in the mirror of the word, you'll be changing the image of the word. If you forget not, not be a forgetful hearer. But guess what? If you ain't looking in the image of the world, what are you looking into? You become the image of what you see. Most people's outward appearance is the inward picture of who they are. Well, how'd you get that idea? How the heck do I know? Probably listening to a bunch of goopballs. Don't listen to him. Listen to the word. Because see, here's what I tell you guys. You don't even know who you are. Somebody's got to tell you who you are. Know what. I'm gonna, let me just give you this. I'll let you go. It's a lot. Your head stretches. See how spirit of God meets me in here? Stretches you for your ear. That's because God's so good. Go to Luke 17. Let me give you this other one, though. I think you should take this other one. It's, it's, it's right here. It's 2 Corinthians 4.18, I think. My God in heaven, you read this. I think I started with 16, no. Let me just go. I'll give you these. Yeah, 4, 6. You read 16. Did you get that? 16, 17, 18. That's what it is. Thanks, Angela. But did you get this one here? You're looking in the mirror. So whatever you've been looking at is what you become. Whatever you stare at long enough is what you'll become. It's all right, though, man. We can reprogram anybody. I got to reprogram me. Jesus reprogrammed himself. Jesus had to reprogram himself. Jesus transfigured himself through reprogramming himself. If any man be in Christ, no, that's not it. It's, um, yeah, wait a minute. What did I say? Set four. I said 416. That's what it was, right? Second Corinthians 416. Angela only allowed one mistake a week. That's it. You didn't make a mistake. Oh, look at this. I got a pretty little thing. What is this? Is this a gardenia? This thing smells good. Is it Miss Linda? Thanks, Miss Linda. I should have put in my thing. I look like I'm going to a wedding. Somebody get married? It's not going to fit. Does that look good? I didn't have a pocket cut. To me. That look good? I feel like somebody's getting married. Dun, 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 dun. You get married? Not yet. You got one too. All the special people got one. Who didn't get one? <laughs> Who didn't get one? Did you not get one? Yeah, you're not special today. I am. <laughs> Tell my wife that after I get out of here. For that which cause we faint not. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. The problem with that is it looks like my outward man's perishing real fast. Because time's moving. Right? Not trying to be weird. What do I say? Life's like a vapor. But the inward man is becoming renewed day by day. So I got to put my attention. Boy, let me tell you right now. If you put as much attention in the word of God as you do makeup, my God in heaven, somebody be a spiritual giant up in here. Hey, how you like that? Oh, okay, easy, macho man. You spend three hours in the gym Monday. I don't see any difference. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. We're cool with working on this outward man. What you been doing with that inward man? Wigglesworth said it like this. You feed your body three hot meals a day, and you give your spirit a snack. Oh, yeah, you little precious little toesies. You got that. Oh, yeah. You be taking care of that body. I want wings, and I want pizza, and I want, okay, little body, okay, little body, I'll give you what you want. What's your spirit want? How about we pray? Oh, no, I don't want to do that. 
there. Because why? Because you dying to your will. Yeah, you spiritually fat. Come on, get in there and get the. I know you had enough of me today. It's okay. For thou which hast caused thou the faint, but thou, <laughs> but though the outward man is perished, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. 17, go, we're going to look at Jesus for our light affliction, but for a moment, working for a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Go, back end it out. Now, this is big. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, because sight only sees what's seen. For the things which are Seen are because they're attached to natural. They're not attached to sight. But the things which are not seen are eternal. See it? That's where vision kicks in. It could see the unseen. It could see the Boy, watch this. When your life starts changing is when you can see the impossible when everybody else just sees the scene. You're going to know you're working with different material. It's called faith. Because what does faith say? Come on, you know it, right? What's faith say? What's faith? Faith is what? Faith is the, what's faith say? Now faith is the substance of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the of things. So vision produces the evidence of not seen things. So no wonder why my faith hasn't been working because I haven't been able to see the things that are unseen. But once my vision starts kicking into gear, they work together because it is an element of faith. I'm starting to see the things that are unseen, and they seem more real to me than the seen things of life. <sighs> Ow! Did you just get that? I'll go slow. Because we gotta go to, we got to go to Luke 17.1. i got to give you this. Come on, you ready? So you just stay with me. Did you see what I just said? Did you get it? Let me do it again. Okay. So faith sees the unseen things. Seen things or temporal things are not filled with faith because faith's already finished its work and created it. So vision creates the ability to see the unseen things of faith. Yes, because it is an element of faith to create the things which are not seen. Not a tongue twister, just look. The things that are seen, they're temporal. I could change this. But I have to have the right substance that can't be seen with the natural eye. It's seen by vision, because vision sees the things that are impossible. How do you find it? Now watch this. This is the key. Stay. Pay attention. Pull. It's found in the Word of God. Because the word of God has now given the guidelines to vision because vision had no boundaries because it wasn't trapped or made in time. Does that make sense? So now vision's found from the word of God because that's where it's contained. Because without it, it has, no, it has no end. Vision can see beyond because it's the eternal substance. It has, no, it has no beginning and no end. It's like God. It is the beginning and the end. So vision is the ability to see beyond natural limitations. So God trapped it in the word of God to tell you what to see. Otherwise, your seeing is unlimited. It cannot be contained because it didn't come with the fall. After the fall, what did they do? They seen were naturalized, were naked. They, seen, they didn't even know they were naked. They didn't even know they were human. They didn't even know half the stuff. They just thought they were God. 
when sin came in, the fall came in. When fall came in, man got what? Subverted to a place of of non-dominance and made like natural human beings, which he was never created to be. And so was what? Time. And so was sight. They were trapped in the element there. Vision had no time, no sight, no place, no boundaries, no nothing. It had infinity because it's eternal. So God had to trap vision in something so vision would not just take over, so he put it in the word. It's just like faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Where's faith? Faith's in the word. Vision's in the word. So here's the key. You could see whatever you need to see as long as you could find it in the word because the word will what? Become flesh and dwell among you just like Jesus did. It'll attach itself to you and let you see the image of what you could not see before. It's in a seed. So once I find the word for it, I found the faith for it. But I got news for you. Before you find the word for it, when you find the word for it, I should have said it like this. When you find the word for it, you found the vision for it. Once you found the vision for it, you have the capacity now to conceive. Because you don't think in words, guys. You think in pictures. It's a picture. And when you got the picture of prosperity, you start rolling like prosperity. You got the picture of hell, you start rolling like hell. You got the picture of peace, you start rolling like peace. Come on, you see what I'm saying? He trapped it in the word because it could not be contained by anything else because it just went. <sighs> That's why I said to the people at the Tower of Babel, if you leave these jokers alone, there'll be, be a bridge to heaven because the imagination is unlimited when they tap into the God system. Now, the earth can't do it because they ain't got none of that. They got a lot of it, but they won't have all of it. They got some of it, natural wisdom. But when those jokers were playing with that stuff, they were playing with stuff that was before time. They tapped in. God said, confound it. Because if they're unified in it and they get agreement in it and they get their imagination for it, they'll find the substance of God. Because those trees in the garden was knowledge and good and evil. Huh? And what was the other one? The tree of life. That means you never die. That's eternity. That's why man got kicked out of the garden for good. He said, if you leave him, that's why, he, that's why after he ate one thing, he said, get him out of here. Because there'll be no end of days. Don't go there. Just go to Matthew 17. We, yeah, that's why you got to go to Bible school with me. Matthew 17, 1. Come on. Did you get that? So, babe, what am I telling you? You get that? Find it in the Word. You're going to get vision for it. Once you get vision for it, you're going to get faith for it. Once you get faith for it, you're going to be able to stand the test of time. Don't let nobody take that image away from you, though. I'm going to say this. Your sight fails before your faith does. You know what I mean? Because you stop seeing yourself out there. Peter, I'm sinking. Why? He took your eyes off where your eyes should have been. Keep your eyes where they're supposed to be, man. Keep your eyes where they're supposed to be. Don't move your eyes. Keep your head like Flint. I'm going. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We'll help you. Watch this. And after six days, what? Oh my God, we're gonna go. After six days, what happens on the? What's the, what's the day after six? Completion. It's over. Peter took James, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and breathed them up into a high mountain apart, and he was transfigured. Now, let me tell you right here now, I thought Jesus went up there and went like this, Dave. Hey, look, I'm Jesus. You guys are really, this is what I thought Jesus did. Peter, James, and John, come with me because you dudes are wearing me out. This is how I really thought the story went. Everybody stay with me. We're going home. Ready? Peter, Peter, James, you are James. That's funny. Peter, James, and John, come with me. Man, I'm so tired of you clowns wearing me out all day long. You don't want to know I'm not Jesus? I know I'm Jesus. You don't think I'm Jesus? Hey, look at this. Bam! Hits him with the thing, knocks him all over, and said, there, I told you I'm God, and walked away. That's not what happened. 
Jesus takes him up for a mountaintop experience and was transfigured. He did not do it himself, but the process of transfiguration was now complete. I thought God was wrong when he told me this. He said, son, let me tell you something right now. It took, it took your brother Jesus seven days to do it. It's going to take you a lifetime to do it. I said, oh, great. Ain't that great? Goody two-shoes, my brother ahead of me. You know what I'm saying? Because he's your brother in position, but he's your savior in heart. You understand what I mean by that? He's like, man, he had to put the work in to do it. I'll prove it to you. And what? Now, you got to get this, though. It's next, next level blessings coming on this, okay? And was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his remnant was as white as the light. Oh, ain't that funny? There's that light. That light was on the inside, showed up on the outside. But I got a news for you. That light don't go dim. That thing's shining bright. That's why you are only the image of what you project. That's all you are. You put pictures. You're supposed to put that word in front of it, and he'll burn that. The Bible says it's like a coin being stamped. The image. It's from light. You ever have something on, on a piece of glass for too long? And the light keeps, what to do? It impains into, the, into the, the sand of the glass, the image and the perspective. Why? From the light. You ever see glass? You ever see that guy? Some of that glass at that miracle center being up there so long gets hot. It has like a teardrop in it. It kind of melt. I don't know what they call it. You know what I'm talking about? It has like a sweat, almost like a, what is that? Like a sag in it. The glass sagged. From all those years with the sun beating on the thing, it has like a di- like it almost looks like a teardrop. It's dimpled, and it why? Because the sun. Because why? It, that heat. I don't know who did that again. Somebody's breaking stuff in here. Did, did it come back? All right, whatever that is, don't touch it. I don't know what it is. Right? And it's transfigured. Did you get that? Did you get this? Now stay with me now. Did you see that? This, the glass kind of dimmed out. How'd it happen? Light and heat. Man, if you stay in something long enough, you'll start believing you are it. Ain't that cool? Now, let me give you this secret. You want a secret? Want a free secret? Get around the people you want to be. It'll rub off. It's true. You going to hang out with Mike, you're going to fight better. It's just true. He brings you in that gym, you're going to shoot better, fight better. Certain guys got certain. I'm just telling you. You play golf with a better golfer, you get better. I can't explain it. I ain't hanging around with good golfers, obviously, but praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on. That was funny. That was funny. Dennis is really good. And was what? Transfigured before them, and his face did shine. We got to go home. You got to pull me in. And face did shine as the sun, and the remnant was white as light. Three. And behold, there appeared in themselves Moses, Elias, was Elisha, take, talking with him, right? Go. Elias. Then answered him. Peter, hey, let's make, a, let's make a tabernacle here. He said, no, you're not going to make no tabernacle here. Watch this. Keep going. Five. Don't, listen to me. Don't make a tabernacle in the earth for me. Because my father in heaven already gave me enough validation to know who I am. And when that heard that, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, the voice out of the cloud said, this is my son, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. Pay attention to what he's saying. After six days, on the seventh day, Jesus transfigures. The metamorphosis process is taking place because just like he had to transform in areas, you got to transform too. But here's the thing I caught. Ready? Why? Why put the work in? Why go through all this? I'm still going to heaven. Why? 
I'm going to make it through the earth. Why, 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 why? And I, I never thought of this till this morning. Because the next level validation is getting ready to come on your life because of the work you put in the process. And heaven's getting ready to back you up in the next season of what you're stepping in. That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Because whatever you do in darkness, the world's going to see in the light. And I'm telling you, listen to me, you ain't wasting no time renewing your mind. Because it's going to start showing up the work you've been putting in. But it's, it's the work you put in the darkness, man, that nobody sees. You know what I mean by that? Like, man, I got to renew this noggin, man, because I got some crazy thoughts. How about you? If you got more than three voices in your head, you're doing good, man. Praise God. Because there's some talking going on, ain't there? Come on, ain't there some talking going on? Where'd that come from? But don't get, hey, let me tell you, let me give you the devil. Let me smack him in the face because I hate that jerk. Listen, we're done. We're going home. Ain't a person in here ever had an original voice heard in their head a day in their life. Everything you heard, somebody else heard it. Trust me, there's no original thought hit in your head. You're not the only one. Basically what I'm saying, you are not the only one going through mind dealing. Write this down. I gave them this thing. You can play. We're done. Mind management is key. And don't mind deal. Dealing with your mind. You know what I mean by that? You're mind dealing all day. Up and down, up and down. No, no, manage your mind. If you don't manage your mind, nobody else is, guys. You understand that? If you don't manage your mind, no one else is. You okay with that? You got to manage your mind, man. If you don't manage your mind, your mind will manage you. It'll tell you where to go, how long to stay, don't get it, and all that stuff. Amen? You all right? You guys did great. That's a lot, though. Did you get it? So what I got to do, I got to start renewing my mind. How do I start that? Come on, stand on your feet. But the picture, you got to paint the right picture. Does that make sense? You got to get an image. Everybody say image. Say it like this. Image, right image, creates vision. Vision releases faith. Faith produces the unseen and the impossible. You see it? Because watch this. Ready? God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. You ask or think. Oh, wait a minute now. My thinking's got something to do with faith. God can do exceedingly abundantly above all I ask or. So thinking is released in faith. Because the thinking is the place where vision is created. As a man thinketh in his heart. So I know what you say. Vision should be formed from the word of God. But usually it's not. Because most people don't believe what the word of God says about them. So vision is formed out of what you believe about you out of that word. But when you start believing what the word of God says about you, my God in heaven, there's no, see, let me tell you something. Vision has no limitation. If you get what I'm telling you today, vision has no limitation. There's none because it came before the fall. Once the fall came in, it was limited by sight. You broke the barrier of sight. You broke the barrier of sight. I see. What you see? You know, they got guys like Disney and those guys. One, I heard a great story, right? It was in the one book I was reading a little bit. He was sitting there after he built the first ride. And the guy, the young man said to me, he said, Mr. Disney, he's Mr. You know, he's Mr. Wall, whatever he's called him. He said, what do you see? He goes, I see my mountain. And he said, sir, there's no mountain in front of you. He goes, there is in my mind. And he was drawing it in his head. 
I can see the building after this one. I know where it is. I know what it looks. I could draw it right now today. If you said, here's a pen, draw it. I draw it. I can show it to you. I can show you where things face. I can show you how the thing looks. I can show you the seats. I can show you where stuff's going to go. How can you do that? Easy. Vision's making me go there. It's not because I want to build it. That's the key. I don't want to, but God wants me to. Build stuff and keep on this and see the school and be and do and change lives. See, God will always give you a picture and then see if you can live into the picture he showed you. He'll give you a picture and then see if you can live into the picture he shows you. And guess what? That picture is going to be so big, there's no way you can do it and you know it. And that's the scary part about it, but he never told you to pay for it. He said, believe me for it. So you got to see what nobody else can see. And here's the problem with most people. They're going to try to make you see what they see, but they ain't got no, the only thing is they got is sight. You start thinking vision, you scare you. Because you're, you're in a different dimension. Most people don't want to go there. Because most people don't pay the price to go there. Because vision produces pain. Because I can't think what I want to think there. And the craziest thing of all, and you're going to see this when you go home. It stretches me to a capacity to not have to respond, but I have to receive. God doesn't expect me to think in this realm. He just wants me to receive in this realm. Because he knows it's beyond my thinking capability. It's in my vision to see and obey. And it stretches me beyond everything. I, there's nothing I'm there. You have nothing to hold yourself. And if they, you're law, you're done. You can't do it. You're done. And now it makes you think what you got to think, not what you want to think. And now it makes you give up what you want. You have no rights. No, you have nothing in this realm but God. And you're alone with him. But boy, it's the greatest place in the world to be. Because you know what's funny? Alone with him, I never found more of myself until I got there. You'll catch up to that right now. You'll feel, you'll be like, I've never been more like me alone with him. Because he changes you. It's good. It's weighty in here, man. This is like MIT of spirituality. You're doing good. Lift your hands to heaven. Just stay. Just stay. Because the longer you stay with me, listen, that's why you should stay with me. The longer you stay with me, you'll get on my frequency. It's like anything. If I got with you, I'll get on your frequency. I'll start seeing how you see, feeling what you feel, receiving from where you receive. Sometimes, some things, I really believe that some spiritual things are caught because they really do. They get on you and it stretches you to see beyond. And you're doing it. Okay? So just lift your hands to heaven. Pastor Liz is going to pray for you. But I, I want you, at the end when she's done, after she prays for me, I want to say something to you. So go, let her pray for you. Father, thank you. Thank you for what they see. Just lift your hands to heaven. I wasn't going to say something, but the Spirit of God caught me right there. Do you feel that? Say this out loud. Say, Lord, let me see me the way you see me. And let me see you the way you see you. Because that minute, in that moment, my life is going to change forever. I want to see what you see and understand what you understand. Help me in my sight. Help me in my vision. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.